Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Many are rethinking Iowa's first-in-the-nation's status after this week's caucus debacle. As party leaders reckon with the mess, Daniel House of the Detroit News says Michigan should step up. Michigan Democratic Congresswoman Debbie Dingell is on a mission. The morning after the Iowa Democratic caucuses produced no clear votes and no winner, Dingell denounced what she called a total screw-up. She dubbed the current nominating system broken and one that does not reflect the diversity of this country. She's right, especially since party power brokers insist on starting the presidential right in Iowa and New Hampshire. Those states' minority populations, percentage-wise, are a fraction of the national average, or the Michigan average, which more closely tracks the nation. African Americans account for 14.1% of Michigan's population, according to the Census Bureau. That's slightly higher than the U.S. average. By comparison, Iowa is 4% black and New Hampshire just 1.7%. Unlike the cornfield capital of America, the home of the Motor City ticks all the boxes today's Democrats theoretically want, even need, in a go-first state. Michigan is three times larger than Iowa. Its population is more racially and politically diverse, and Detroit is the largest minority-majority city in the country. Michigan's got large, socioeconomically diverse swaths of suburbs, vast rural areas, and one of the nation's most diverse agricultural sectors. It's got college towns in Ann Arbor and East Lansing, anchored by Big Ten universities that help support a growing tech sector. And its traditional manufacturing is powered in part by union labor that still wields influence in state politics. Most importantly, the path to the Oval Office runs straight through Michigan, arguably the most central battleground state. In a 50-50 nation, it's more or less a 50-50 state, with a Republican legislature, a Democratic governor, a sophisticated business community with global reach, and more than enough experience with economic hardship. Donald Trump wouldn't be president and won't be again without carrying Michigan. In 2016, Trump carried the state because A, he understood how his message would resonate with key voting blocks here, and because B, Hillary Clinton and her campaign wrongly assumed the Democratic blue wall would hold. There's a reason House Speaker Nancy Pelosi asked Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer to deliver the Democratic response to Trump's State of the Union address this week. The state is electorally vital. My hometown of Canton, Ohio, long had a reputation for picking presidents. A 50-50 town split between labor and management, Democrats and Republicans. It was a bellwether where national political pros sought clues to who might win the next presidential election. Sorry, old Buckeye friends. That job should go to Michigan, because Iowa isn't up to it anymore. I'm Daniel Howes of the Detroit News.